Hey, good morning and welcome to the Eric Cedarstrom Show. I'm Eric Cedarstrom and we're live on this beautiful Monday morning. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. Yeah, if you're a local listener, some of your affiliates, things have changed. Uh, this show now here in Phoenix on uh, KXXT. Uh, Joe will be my guest here. This will be the first of three hours of the Eric Cedarstrom Show broadcast uh, through the mothership at KHNC, 1360 AM, uh, Johnstown, Denver. And we're live on this Monday, and Joe Jaquin is sitting with me. He's the CEO uh, of Patriot Trading Group, the only gold and silver company that I recommend that you do business with. You can reach them at one 800 Lovely Wendy's out front. Any questions you might have? Any Thing you need to do in your hard asset portfolio, Patriot will take good care of you. You can also find them out on the information superhighway. Nobody calls it that anymore, but that's just how I'm showing my age at www.allamericangold.com. You can also uh, listen to all three hours of this radio program on that site as well. So we're getting started. Yes, it's Easter, perfect time to resurrect. Because, yes, we have risen. We're back, me and Joe. And uh, Joe, he now, uh, well, not only is president of this company, but also now has a radio station uh, to add to his portfolio. The kid's doing good. How you doing this morning, man? Hey, I'm just hanging in there. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was the third day. Yeah, third day. <laughs> we have risen again. Risen again. So what a mess this whole Easter thing is in Sri Lanka. I mean, my heart goes out to the people. This was an orchestrated attack against uh, Christians by Islamists, militant groups, you know, the ones that don't exist. You know, when they make comments like, here, uh, this will be the news in, in Capitol Hill. Well, some people did something. No. Here on the Eric Cedarstrom show, you got it. It was Muslim militant groups. They uh, a coordinated attack. They're still, they're still finding ordinances over in Sri Lanka on even today. The officials uh, failed to heed warnings also from intelligence agencies about the threat of the attack by domestic radical Muslim group that officials blame for the Easter Sunday bombings. Well, they got a guy. They, they, uh, it's the new Osama bin Laden. I mean, it really is. They bring him out. Uh, I mean, for you to do something like that, he'll be on the hate list, you know, I guess we'll have to elect another Barack Hussein Obama to battle it all. So, what a mess. So much news this morning, you can hardly even keep track of it. I mean, I'm not kidding. There is just news everywhere. Of course, it gets bottled up from the Easter holiday. Do you see the MSNBC guy go after Mueller? Mueller? Yeah, they're going after their own. Here's Mueller's at church, coming out of church. And an MSNBC, the worst, you know, one of the top five worst networks in the world, attacks him over the Mueller report, wants to know questions. He's like, he's like, I'm on your side. It's like an environmentalist trying to pet a grizzly bear. And they can't figure out when the grizzly bear eats them. Like, well, here, I just donated to save the bears. So, I mean, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing? Hey, good morning. I'm doing a little better than Robert Mueller, apparently. I missed that. You didn't see that? I didn't see it. Disgusting. Disgusting. On television. He's got a camera with him. Here's Mueller. He's got his Sunday best on. Love him or hate him, you know. But isn't even during the Highlander, you know, you couldn't cut a guy's head off in church. You got to leave him alone, you know. No. The liberal press, rabid. Rabid. So, I don't know.
What are they upset with him about? Oh, probably because because he couldn't find anything. Yeah, yeah, he let he let their side down, but it's not over. They've still subpoenaed all that. There's stuff in there. I gotta tell you, uh, Trump Friday uh, wrote that special counsel Robert Mueller reports contains fabricated and totally untrue statements about him. Trump said in a series of tweets following the re- release last Thursday, statements were made about me and certain people. He's calling it now in the crazy Mueller report, in itself written by 18 angry Democrats, <laughs> Democratic Trump haters. This is what he said. You got to love the president, love him or hate him, which are fabricated and totally untrue. Watch out for people that take so-called notes when the notes never existed until needed. Yeah, interesting how you can have notes on a conversation when you weren't even there. Because I never agreed to testify. It was not necessarily for me to respond to statements made in the report about me, some of which are total bull, and we'll have to edit out the rest, and only given to make the other person look good and to make me look bad. This one is a legally started hoax that never should have happened. Although the Mueller report did not conclude that Trump and his campaign coordinated with Russia during the 2016 election, it did describe several acts by Trump that caused the special counsel to write that investigators could not state that Trump clearly did not commit obstruction of justice. Well, let me tell you, anybody, anything can be obstruction of justice. Really can't. So. Well, th- this is part, I think, where Trump's all upset about is the in the Mueller report, it, it would be an alleged former staffer said in a meeting that the president told him to do this, but he didn't do it. Well, here's something that's funny, that they actually did find something that hackers from Russia were able to gain access to at least one county's election computer network in Florida ahead of the 2016 election it was revealed. The Miami Herald pointed out special counsel Mueller's report on Russian interference in the election included a portion about how hackers from the GRU, the Foreign Military Intelligence Agency in Russia, used a spear phishing email to get into one county. The report did not name which county, and the FBI would not come on. That's got to be a fake news story. Which county? I mean, now if you admit, if, if you're an official there, and you go, yeah, the Russians got in our computer, it's your fault. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't do that. And if you did admit it, you're trying to tell me that MSNBC wouldn't be down there in two seconds? Tallying up the votes the Ruskies made for the commie president? Yeah, crazy, isn't it? Hey, it's the Eric Cedarstrom Show. We have risen. We're back wherever you're listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is the first of three hours. We'll see you here. Hey, you're listening to the Eric Cedarstrom Show on a Monday. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, Joe Jake went CEO. Patriot Training Group, allamericangold.com, sitting here with me. We're rocking and firing. I hope you had a good holiday uh, out here in uh, Phoenix. We had a 100-degree Saturday. You local people listening here, I mean, you see in the paper, they're talking about Phoenix and Tucson merging together. Did you see that? I saw that. Crazy. Is it possible? They do. They went through all the growth. I guess the biggest growth again, remember where it was 10 years ago when everything took off? Vegas. So Vegas is getting everybody. Maricopa County also uh, heard today that we have the worst air in America. We win the award. 
Even L.A. beat us because yeah, L.A. doesn't have the dust we have, you know, because this is we live in a desert when they uncover us. You know, the my wife, uh, Lori, went to a business meeting, a real estate meeting, which if you need any local real estate to buy or sell here in Phoenix, go to the thecedarstromgroup.com. Uh, Lori's there. My picture's there as well, but Lori is the brains of that operation. Her, apartment, her partner, Ryan, they do a great job, cedarstromgroup.com. Anything you need in Phoenix, let me tell you, she gets it done. So, But we're looking uh, at how the business models and the paradigm shifts here in Arizona, and we've gone to a New Jersey-style business model where they just want to start stacking up houses and building tomorrow's tenements today. I mean, this is what's being done, and you know it. Anyone who lives here knows it. If you live there for any amount of time, you're like, what is going on? These apartment cities that stretch so high, if you're a flat earth guy, you won't believe this, but there's so many of them, you can see them disappear over the horizon. You're like, one apartment neighborhood. You're like, this is unbelievable. And who are they putting in them? Well, people are moving here. They're coming from everywhere, and the traffic is just turning into L.A. And Lori said she was at a meeting last week where they stood up and said the business model is to build high-rises where everybody lives in, and the good thing about it is because of all the weight, they take up so much room, so much weight in such a small area of room that it's pushing the water tables down. It's supposed to be good for the environment. Now, my wife, she's a farm girl, she says to me, and I'm, you know, um, they've taught me, I've actually pulled a calf. How many people do you know? You see all the cowboys and everyone running around? I've actually pulled a calf out of a cow. Sorry for you people that have are having breakfast this morning, but I've done it. So in my opinion, and I did it by myself, and in my opinion, that makes me a cowboy, so I'm qualified to opine on this, that the way I understand it, when you stack a lot of people on top of each other, the only reason the water table goes down is because people are using it. But part of this business model is also if you buy into one of these condos, one of these high-rise stacker condos, that you don't need a car. Oh, there's cars. There's cars parked in the bottom, but you go down there and you take a Visa card and you swipe it and you rent the car from that from the building, from the HOA, manages the automobiles. It is an all-inclusive business model, and this is what they've set forth for the wonderful people of Phoenix. Don't you feel better? It is a mess, isn't it? Also here in Phoenix, I don't know if you saw this, Norco, California kind of a pretty place kind of inland you know southern cal was always a nice place but the norco now is being hit by people there's attorneys that are driving around through town and looking for violations building violations and they they're not subcontracted by the city okay these people are doing this on their own volition the attorneys go around and they look for building violations and they sue the people and of course they take them to court and it's over violations, this or that, you know, blatant violations, and or building codes, or anything you can think of. And they know them all. They know what they're looking for. And when the city of Norco finds you guilty, then you have to pay the attorney's fees on the prosecuting side. So they're doing this as strictly. They don't care. We had it happen here, and I don't know if you remember this in Phoenix, but we had it happen in this in this complex where they were just driving around and they counted the uh, handicapped parking spaces. Now, this wasn't the city. 
And this wasn't the ADA, which is the American Disabilities Act, but the attorneys sued all the building owners. Okay, Had they have won on behalf of the ADA going, you don't have enough. Now, of course, the HOA here immediately put them out. And, but what happens is they try, you're going to get a $10,000 fine per unit. There's 27 units here. Okay, now, obviously the attorney doesn't get the fine. The city does. The city gets the fine or the, the state or whoever. Whoever you got to pay, but it's a, it's a government fine. But what the attorney who pointed it out gets, once you lose and get fined, you have to pay the attorney's fees and all their costs involved, which, you know, are quite quite substantial you don't think there'd be any padding of oh the no padding of that bill so you know 335 dollars if an they hour. even drove out here if they even did that yep you know that each unit would have been charged separately oh yeah for the drive yeah right? the, they the, would have charged you the drive time 27 times you have to lose the case obviously so then they got people to settle so well we think we can get you off why don't you just pay our attorney's fees they didn't care they didn't care. Had nothing to do with the ADA. So this is the world that we're living in. But there was a judge that threw this this case out. It was right when I was in the process of selling the building, and they supposedly subpoenaed me. They didn't. They went to a rental house that we owned. <laughs> okay, that's it for business. Let's go, or that's it for local business. So you got I, something? I, I want to talk about this water table thing. Yeah, isn't that weird? So, so the weight of the, the building, building pushes the water table. Now, if the water table goes lower, how is that better? I have no idea. That's the part I can't figure out. This is well, nobody can figure it out. You got to drill down even farther. Yeah, you got to stick a get to the water. Stick a straw in there. So, or maybe it <laughs> I, makes I, it I makes a dip in the water table so all the water comes, you know, like a pool, like a oh. doughboy pool. <laughs> So maybe it pushes it down so it all pools, it all puddles underneath the building. Ah, that must be what is it is. Is that what it is? I think we just solved the issue. So, I don't know. Somebody knows. Somebody, somebody listening knows to this somebody. program. So, Arizona, of course, the drought plan they put forth. What a ridiculous thing that is. The farmers in Imperial Valley and the very end of the line, the end of the line for... Uh, the uh, for all the water drawing down is, is you know the Imperial Valley. If you know anything about this, wherever you drive out the Imperial Valley this time of year, stunningly beautiful. Hay fields are starting to come in, you know, and I mean everything's growing in spring. As far as the eye can see, it's just beautiful, beautiful. And uh, that's the salad bowl of America. And you know who's the first person that gets taken off the water? It's not the water parks in Las Vegas. Nope, not those guys. Nope, nope, nope. The the casinos. I mean, to me, it's amazing in the desert. And last time I went to Vegas, I don't know how many years, but it was hot. We were over there doing kids' softball tournament or something, and boiling hot, July or August. And I'm standing on the strip, and, and I'm looking. It's like 117 degrees, and every now and then I'm getting a cool breeze, you know, from the a nice spray of water from a 50-foot-high waterfall in front of a casino where Lake Mead has dropped so far you can't see it with binoculars anymore. And I'm like, yeah, they just, they just don't get it. They don't get it. So now the United States today said it's going to eliminate in May all waivers granted to eight economies 
allowing them to buy Iranian oil without facing U.S. sanctions as it ratcheted up pressure to choke off all oil revenues of the Islamic Republic. The decision taken by Donald Trump has sent oil prices to their highest in 2019. What a year for oil. If this keeps going. Well, oil's up almost to $1.91 a barrel, so let's call it 2 bucks a barrel, $66. Uh, that's for Dimex. Brent crude is like 76 or $77. Yeah, this might have been a mistake. I mean, it's already it was thirty five bucks at New Year's Day, as I recall. Don't quote to me fill, on that. Fill it up. But I got to yeah. be close. No, yeah. I think oil was down to thirty five dollars the barrel. Yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? And maybe it, it was got to be right in there somewhere, somewhere around there. Maybe yeah. it, may, it may have been it fell below twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, but so, it fell below forty. Yeah, and we're all. I remember I was talking about. Hey, listen, they can't uh, the the shale oil. They can't make money at forty dollars. Well, you know what? I did an they article. I remember doing a radio show where a senator had said that if oil hits 45, gets as high as $45 a barrel, it would bankrupt America. And you forget the 12 to 20, was it 12 to $28 or 12 to $20 barrel ice uh, the, the price, price band. band? Remember that? They, they, we start yelling at the Saudis. Right, twelve to twenty. So oil's at twenty dollars. What are you doing over there? Turn the pump on. Right, you're supposed to open the spigots. So, yeah, I guess that's moot. <laughs> anyway, the decision by the president. Some people, you know, some full-blown conservatives think the president doesn't want to run for office again over a the bump stock ban that he signed and b. Uh, gas taxes. He's all for new gas taxes. And now, now he's going after, you know, well, he should go after the Iranian oil companies, but he should. I mean, I agree with that. But this is like a triple whammy. You're going to have $5 a gallon gas here real soon. Well, I heard on Fox News this morning, so it's got to be true, that apparently it's only at $5 that things start to get ugly. Yeah, at so 5 they're they're, they're 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 letting you know because you got a pay raise that you can afford for. Well, you know what's interesting is that at $3 a gallon gas, the union truck drivers in California blocked the 405. At $3 diesel, Joe and I did that radio that day. They had it all blocked, protesting not $5 diesel, but $3 diesel. doesn't matter either. Money's all relative. All, all the Uber and Lyft drivers are all just bleeding money now. Yeah, money's relative if your relatives got it. <laughs> Which mine do not have. But the front page of the Arizona Repulsive today, the red for Ed deal. So It's back? Well, they got their money. They got, they're not, it's not enough. Now, last week, for you people that are listening online, you Phoenix people, you can go to allamericangold.com and listen to the next two hours. I've been doing radio in Colorado, working up to this. Joe's been working on getting all the programming straightened out. But I talked about that there are tremendous wage pressures brewing in this country just massive ones. Just because we're getting ready to go through a new inflation cycle similar to what we went to in 1968. And I mean where the front page of the newspapers and Time magazine where people looking at ridiculous price of groceries and uh, anything that they needed in life was just starting to skyrocket. And it wasn't until the unions and everything comes around full circle until the pay, the pay catches up that everything starts to calm down again, and then the government goes through decades with no cost of living allowances, no colas on the Social Security. 
But really, what it used to be was, this is hard to explain, that that Wall Street is inflation now. Okay, it is. They did, you know, they're talking about giving people money, the, the socialists that want to run for office, and they've done some test programs in the socialist towns where they just give people checks. Here's a check. We're just going to give you $1,000 a month. And they call it a living wage or a living adjustment. And, you know, we'll get, you'll see more and more of this as the election gains speed here that everybody gets, let's say, 30 grand a year. So they, everybody gets a socialism. That's what you get. That's the number they decide on. Well, they did a number. They went and studied the last um, stimulus that's been handed out. Get this 72% of the money eventually all ends up in China. That's an interesting thought. Now, in order to have inflation in this country, remember they used to tell you when you were in your economics class in college that uh, inflation is from too much money chasing too few of products. And so when that means everything was created in America. Now that's unlimited. There's so many factories, so many places, everything's globalism. There's no, literally no limit to supplies, so they, they can't create enough money to chase all the supplies. So... What happens now is Wall Street, which goes up, and then, of course, as everything goes up, you get the wealth effect that Alan Greenspan used to talk about. And so you have more money and people hitting stock options. Then they go and they buy stuff. So you go out and you buy stuff. We'll talk about, as we all know, most of the stuff comes from China. But even what does, this is what triggers these inflation cycles. We're going to talk about inflation cycles on the, the Eric Cedars from show with Joe Jaquin, All American Gold. We'll be back after these messages. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast launched by Phyllis Schlafly, who served as an articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Upholding that legacy and himself an author, national speaker, and attorney, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. On August 31st, 2016, just a few days before her death, Phyllis Schlafly released a radio commentary just like this one, which boldly declared that abortion is un-American. In that commentary, Phyllis said, more Americans than ever oppose abortion. It's time for the voice of the people to be heard. I believe Phyllis is smiling now to know her prophetic words have been proven truer than even she realized. A report by the Institute for Pro-Life Advancement shows that a shocking 53% of millennials think abortion should be illegal in all or most circumstances. That figures a dramatic rise from what we've seen even just a few years ago. By contrast, only 17% of millennials surveyed want abortion to be legal right up until birth. These figures not only prove that Phyllis was right, but also that Democrats are completely out of the mainstream of American political thought. When people like Hillary Clinton and Virginia Democrat Governor Ralph Northam say they want doctors to be able to kill children right up until birth or even afterward, they're putting themselves out of sync with 83% of Americans. No matter how much they falsely try to brand themselves as being pro-woman, the fact still remains that we the people do not want the death they are peddling. Let's not forget either that this survey was specifically of millennials. It looks like the so-called progressives are not doing so well with this rising generation. That would be no surprise to Phyllis Schlafly. She told me that two of the best things to ever happen to the pro-life movement were the invention of the ultrasound machine and the proliferation of undercover investigations into abortion providers. The ultrasound machine helps mothers see their children and know that they really are more than a clump of cells. 
The undercover investigations make it possible for people to counter the flowery language of abortionists and see the grotesque nature of their butchery. The truth is there, the science is there, and life is winning across America. Let's cut through the lies with facts and make sure the evil of abortion is expelled from our life-loving nation forever. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Despite the outrageous pro-abortion stance of many liberals, the vast majority of American people value human life. More than ever, pro-life voices need to stay vigilant and be heard. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're not backing down. Please, join us in the battle for life at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. <laughs> yeah, the oil. Yeah, producer uh, Jason's running the board in uh, the mothership, doing a great job. A lot of people starting to get to work. Just a lot of people get radio programming out every day, and I appreciate all the help. Uh, this show's back in its infancy again, the Eric Cedarstrom Show. We're still working on everything that that entails to get it all put together. But going in, we are talking about inflation, and it used to be the price of goods and wages made inflation go, you know, and people, as things got more expensive, they needed more money, and they had to buy American. And everything was bought American because it was built American. But all that changing, fiat floating money, and now it's it's stocks. Stock market takes off, and they get the wealth effect that Alan Greenspan used to talk about. By the way, for you locals, if you ever listen to Alan Greenspan, go look him up on YouTube. He sounds exactly like Ozzy Osbourne. You couldn't understand him in his uh, uh, height of his of his career. Now, I mean, it's all just a mystery. But but um, so ultimately, it goes higher, and then everybody gets their bonuses and stock options, and the American public used to invest in it. I mean, seventy percent of the households had stocks that created this wealth effect in the day trading. And then they went out and bought everything from Chevy Suburbans to and with all the Chinese parts in them, with uh, Japanese cars and televisions and everything. And then that turned around and created inflation. So it was created by stocks, not by wage pressures, created by stocks, money, wealth, wealth creation. And then, of course, what happens is Wall Street falls. There's no more wealth creation. There's no more wealth effect, and we've all seen that. Now, you know, it used to take from 1930s, you know, from the Great Depression to the next uh, equity collapse was almost two generations. Now you can't get, you know, eight years. You're lucky. Heck, it came every four years there for a while, these economic calamities and these black swans that hit the market. And then, of course, then ultimately gold, which is the currency of last resort. And I don't think there's anyone that can argue that gold does its job better than just about any financial instrument that you can do if you invested in real estate because the real estate markets here in Phoenix hit their exact bottom or their exact top the day the real estate market hit their exact bottom. How about that? August 2011. Same month. So had you, instead of buying, as you were buying real estate on the way up, had you start buying 300, 400, 500, 600, 7, 8, 9 thousand dollar gold, 11, 12, 1300 on its way up to 1900. Had you bought gold while your real estate was appreciating, when your real estate collapsed, the gold was there, and that's I, I'm still amazed. And it's all starting again when you start to see Las Vegas markets take off like they're doing, um, and you've got all this building and this incredible, incredible influx of people coming again where the whole country may tip over. And, you know, they're all leaving the high-tax states and all that. Well, let's face it, you know, 
the states where the uh, where where the regulations and the liberals have just run everything into the ground. They've been around a long time, and everybody comes here, and they bring it all with them. So, you know, there's really nowhere to run, and ultimately it's, it all just changes here, too. So, And on that note, you're looking at uh, some news out today and talking about real estate. Existing home sales fall more than expected in March. U.S. home sales pointing to continued weakness in the housing market despite declining mortgage rates. Now, what happened was, if you people in Phoenix were wondering and get you caught up to speed, if you've missed my shows the last seven or eight weeks, then uh, Powell, the Fed guy, you know, just made an unbelievable mistake. Unbelievable. The president knew it. Um, and not, it doesn't matter who you are, because they, they came out, oh, we're going to raise interest rates, and then Wall Street, you know, they're 3,000 point, and they tried to immediately blame it on Trump because he was adding tariffs to China. Nobody was watching the Federal Reserve. Mortgage rates started climbing. You can't do it. Okay, It just doesn't work. Everything's just too expensive. Okay, The entry-level price of a home, you know, isn't 25,000 anymore, where you can have 10, 11, 12% interest rates. You can't do it. Can't happen. Can never happen again. The only way it can happen again is if you take, if you want to go to 10 or 11 or 12 percent mortgage rates, you have to go to 60-year mortgages. It's the only way it can happen. I mean, it's all based on monthly payments. So the real estate market just collapsed nationwide. They don't want to talk about it. But the end of last year, the numbers were alarming. How fast it stopped. And I'm not talking about, you know. Two, three hundred thousand dollar entry level homes is what they are now. I'm talking about you know the the move up homes, the real estate market, the the real market, the market where you know people live in and move up and raise their families and get better houses. That market collapsed, and it's still struggling. Well, you know the move up home used to be you went from a hundred thousand to a hundred fifty thousand to three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. Right now, three fifty was considered. In the Arizona Republic, 15 years ago, they had luxury homes, 350,000 and up, and then it went to 500, and then it went to 750. I don't know; they don't have any ads anymore. But you know, Craigslist now is charging for ads. Yeah. And free after they put the newspapers out of business. We knew that was coming. So now, if you want the free ads, I I, I know for because I do classic cars. I know to run a car. I don't know what else. I'm sure a house too now. So. So maybe the ads will start coming back into the newspapers, but uh, I don't know. So interesting how that it's that just business no model. one can afford this stuff. I know. I mean, a five hundred thousand dollar home in Phoenix used to be like you said. You're doing pretty good. Oh yeah. No, you were talking about you know. And that, now it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's nothing. It's why all the apartment apartment. It's in, they're everywhere, these apartments. Yeah, if you don't everywhere. live here, if you're listening here, you know what we're talking about. So, we're, And they're still building. I mean, it's it's where everything went. The luxury home markets, the gated estates, you know, that, very rare. Unless you get up to Silverleaf or up in the real wealthy areas. So there's nothing in between. So you got both ends. But the NAR, National Association of Real, is that Lawrence Young guy still yeah, around? Yeah, he's still there. Larry, Larry the, the Liar? Liar's yeah. Still going. How about that? I like that guy. So... Real estate's a hard business. You know, I'm a real estate license here, and uh, when you really get into doing it, and you agents that are listening, you understand when you're working at this business, it's all inclusive. It's 24/7, man, and you know it's just uh, got to get houses. You got clients looking, got to get houses, got to find houses, got to find listings. It's just nonstop. You can throw yourself into it, and that's the the last people to know the real estate market was crashing in 08. 
were the realtors. They didn't know because you just get too busy. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, hey, I have a listing that didn't sell in three hours. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What, why is this listing still on the market the next day, the next day? It took a long time for it to set in. So I don't know. I don't think we're ever going to see that economic collapse to that calamity again in our life. Joe will see it. I don't think I will. I mean, for, you know, this was set up by the bankers and George Bush and all these guys got in and they were able to come in and get bailed out all the money that they needed. The companies came back stronger than ever and they were able to acquire Americans' biggest assets for pennies on the dollar. And that's all that happened. Now everything's back like it never happened again. All the price levels, I think, have returned completely to where we were. We are right back where we were pre-crash. And you think about it. We're right back where we were with sales off about, what, 60% from the peak, maybe 70 somewhere around there uh, from the peak. Because at the peak, existing homes, we sold like $1.5 million or something like that. Now there's like 500000 And Yeah, that hasn't returned. Bad. That hasn't returned, but prices are bad. Prices yep. are bad. Why? Because of the apartments. So that's why. That's where that went. The renter. The renter's rn instead of the buyers patriot radio news hour the eric cedars from show will return after these messages Teach yeah how you doing eric cedars from sitting here it's a great day to be alive broadcasting from deer valley arizona talking about the real estate markets joe jankwent ceo of patriot trading group and i sitting in here and then uh, if you want to go to allamericangold.com, click on radio, you can listen to me in the next two hours, or you can go on your phone. You can go to 1360 AM, uh, Johnstown, Colorado, and listen. You can play me. I'll be on the next two hours. So, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm that interesting, but some people like to listen. And let's face it, i got nothing else to do. So the National Association of Realtors today said existing home sales dropped 4.9% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 5.21 million units last month. February sale pace was revised down to 5.48 from a previously reported 5.5. The sharp drop in home sales reported by the NAR came ahead of the busy spring selling season. The housing market continues to buck the broader economy, which has shown signs of gaining momentum after stumbling at the turn of the year. So it's come actually come way back from where it was. His mortgage rates popped up over 5%, and now they're down a full point from there. So, you know, the bond market inverted, and they're like, oh, God, it's going to be inflationary. But ultimately what happened was the mortgage rates at the other end dropped, and, uh, well, that's good for business. So who knows what's going to happen here, but uh, Wall Street can save it all. And they always say Wall Street. You know, the pension funds, they're still underwater. But if it wasn't for the fact that the Dow, that they hadn't, the computers on the Dow hadn't turned around and run this up, and they get the Dow up to 40000 a new Ford truck will be a hundred grand. the entry-level uh, house is going to be up another, you know, up at 350000 uh, Phoenix had to pay all the Phoenix workers $15 an hour. You know, the banks all came out last week and said, oh, we're, you know, try to match us. We're going to pay all our employees 15 an hour. Bernie Sanders trying to run on the crazy idea of paying people 15 bucks an hour. He's so far behind. This is how fast the wage pressures have come up that, uh, that you know, he's got to change it to 30 because 15 might as well have been 30 in 2016. So, well, you know, you think about it, right? The banks said 20 now, right? They're at 20. Yeah, yes. 20. 
I should have been a banker. So, <laughs> I'm telling you, I could have been something. So, you know why nobody uh, nobody relays secrets in banks? No. Too many tellers. They're everywhere. You got them everywhere. Today in history, in the Arizona Repulsive. In 1864, Congress authorized the use of the phrase, In God We Trust, on U.S. coins. That was 1864? 1864. So, now, every U.S. coin has had In God We Trust on it until, not FDR, but Teddy. Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Rider himself, was agnostic. And he tried to, you know implement the separation of church and state. So he made a $20 U.S. St. Gaudens in uh, 07. They call it a no motto. He took in God we trust off the coins. And, you know, the people today, who knows what would happen today? You can't uh, tell. Nothing. I don't think anything would happen. Think anyone would care? No. Maybe they should put it on bitcoins. Might help. So, but uh, they took it off. The country just, you know, obviously just rallied, went crazy. And they stayed off till the first coin is about halfway through 08. And then they brought them back. I had Joe check because I told him I was going to do this today. I had him check to see if he could get any no motto St. Gaudens. And usually he can get them. But, uh, the, you know, there's the gold. They haven't made a single $20 gold piece, U.S. St. Gaudens, since they made one. They make two in 19... 19- 33 or 5, I think. Well, they... Uh, and two escaped. So... They thought they made two. They thought only two survived. One was in the Smithsonian. One was bought by a Saudi prince. And then, miraculously, I forget what it was. What was it? Maybe 10 years ago, uh, the, the... Somebody had one. Israel Swift's family... Right. ...that got snuck out of the who U.S. Had been dead for decades... Magically found this key in a drawer that had a safety deposit box, and inside of it were nine more. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then I they sent that. them to the treasury department. Yeah, like, I remember on. that. The treasury took them from him. Yeah. Didn't they? Said, hey, he got these Ill- illegally because he, he obviously he was a uh, in the gold business during the day and had paid somebody from the mint to smuggle them out to him. I guess. Wow. Well, anyway, that's a good story. So, Joe, if you get some, run them, run them. So, let, maybe tomorrow. Yeah, I'm working. I'm trying to track down to get some, some. no models. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we get to. I may have an answer before uh, the end of your three hours. Okay, you can come back on later. So, but uh, you know, really, when you think about it, you think about how the gold industry obviously is expanded. You can't swing a dead cat without hitting a gold dealer anymore, and. Uh, more go out of business every day than go in. You know, and this company's been around a quarter century. And when I started it, people used to go, what? What? You do what? You know, at parties, yeah, I think you should buy gold, you know, and put it away. U.S. gold. Well, what is it? You know, a certificate? That's what everybody thought. No. No. Well, you buy it and you hang on to it and you put it away. You may need it someday. And they all thought it was crazy. And, you know, now they're like, oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> But, oh, you know what? They've ruined the industry. So I may even talk about that, the modern issue certification of modern issue gold. You know, in 1907, a U.S. gold piece was issued as money. And people, if you had $22 in three coins in your pocket, you had a $20 gold piece and two silver dollars. That was the coinage you carried. 
Okay, so the, the coins that survived, um, you know, the numbers are great, you know, depending on how you look at it, but uh, nothing like what the modern issue is that they try to sell as collectibles. It's just they ruined the industry and destroyed it. So, And if you're having, you know, questions about it, like Reagan coins, I like they took modern issue coins, put them in plastic, and had not Ronald Reagan, but Michael Reagan sign them. I assure you, unless he gets elected president and saves America from the next civil war and is shot in the theater, okay, that that collectible signature will have absolutely no value. They charge thousands of dollars for those. They're worth their gold value. I didn't know who Michael Reagan was. Oh, it's his son. And so so I had to look it up. (laughs) Oh, well. It's a, well, after a three-day weekend, you know, Mondays are hard to get rolling. Hey, final segment here uh, on the first hour. This is the first of three. Eric Cedars from Show. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, we're, uh, well, we're working hard around here. Joe's doing a good job. All the people, we appreciate you. And without you, none of this would work. Looking at the markets, the uh, Dow Jones down 33 points, 26,000. 526. The S&P at 2905. The Nasdaq at uh, just over 8,000. <laughs> the uh, oil, uh, oil up two uh, percent. Yeah, no, three percent. Two point eight percent. Sixty, just under 66 bucks a barrel. Uh, gold up a half a percent at 1276.70. Amazing. Just add zeros onto everything. That's really what's happened since I started in this business. It's just crazy. And uh, let me see, Joe. Anything else you want to add to that, or uh, you just? Well, you know what? I do have an item. I don't okay. have those Nomado Saints yet, uh, but we do have rolls of silver half dollars. I had two bags that were made available to me this morning. I uh, bought both of them. Now, silver half dollars are sixty-four and older. It's Nineteen sixty-four and older. So the one year of the Kennedy, the sixty-four, then the Franklins, and then before that, the Walkers. Uh, there's 20 in a roll, so you're going to get $10 face value or 20 half dollars. Works out to 7.15 ounces of silver. Uh, you're going to save 10 bucks a roll, and that's a lot. Uh, $120 a roll, you're going to be paying uh, less than $2 over spot for them uh, at 120 roll, 800 951 uh, and call and place an order today. We've got, uh, like I said, I got two bags. So How many in a roll? There's 20 in a roll. 20. Okay. Yeah, so you get 100. I got 200 rolls of them. That's how many rolls I've got. Nice. Two bags of them. Bought them both. Well, this is good incremental uh, material that allow you to function in a hyperinflated or collapsed society. The uh, economy, the, the, the great crash of 08, and I still kept some of the headlines. I have them. I kept some of the newspapers, you know, with George Bush and all those guys and all the bankers and everybody planning the stimulus and all the money and create took all the insurance companies and, and financial and credit card companies and they took them. They were all bankrupt. None of them could pay any of their obligations, turned them into banks, sent them to the Fed window, and fixed everything. And they all got filthy rich. And all of them, all the CEOs are still there. All of them. They all made their millions. They got. They made so much money out of this last crash. Now they're cashing in the real estate. All the uh, the, uh, the mutual funds that bought up the the downtrodden 
depressed real estate all over the, the country. I mean, they own it. They're starting to dump it. They made more money you can even imagine off of this. And, uh, well, ultimately, I don't think that if it happened again with the Trump, with Donald Trump as president, that he'd do it. And they know that. This is why they want him gone. They're scared to death. Trump won't bail him out. Trump would have looked at uh, Chase Bank and said, Sayonara, thanks a lot, you know. He would have looked at Wells Fargo. These guys, he would have looked at State Farm Insurance. He would have looked at all of them, every household name that you could possibly think of, and say goodbye. Thanks for playing along. So that's why they're scared to death of this president. Because if we live in, if we don't live in boom and bust cycles, which we talked about last week, if they are gone, and many people have said that, that there'll be no business influx, good and bad, there'll just be credit crises. Credit crises affect real estate markets. They affect auto sales. I mean, this is what's happening. You know, this is everything's driven on credit. Well, and when you go through those cycles without sailouts, there can be no prosperity. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. The people in Beats, come on with us. Over to 1360. I'll be two more hours. Take it easy. Take it easy.